Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Everybody that hasn't listened to this show in quite some time I did Monday last week, I'll do Tuesday this week Was just not feeling up to the task of doing this podcast But enough about moi It's all about the raw And how they showed us Recycled storyline And if they could show it They did show it A lot of shit gets recycled in wrestling So anyways I got to say, folks, I got to go in order if I'm going to review WWE Raw. Trying out this new time on Tuesdays to see if my uh, brain can function, if you will. So, the season premiere of WWE Raw, Strowman versus Lee, and the Raw Women's Championship is on the line. So it comes from the Amway, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxon, and Samoa Joe. That is a decent trio right there, if you ask me, because at least Samoa Joe tries. Okay, so Raw got a new intro. We go live into the Thunderdome. The theme started off the night. This is awesome. So this is the prelude to Hell in a Cell. Yeah, next Sunday. So it's Halloween Havoc also for NXT, actually on Saturday. Fiend makes his way to the ring. And then Retribution and Mustafa Ali with T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, and Reckoning get into the ring. And then the Fiend Bliss, <laughs> they hold hands, the lights go out, and Retribution is completely like wondering what the fuck is going on. The Hurt Business makes their way to the ring, starts brawling with Retribution. The Hurt Business clears Retribution out. This is the point where um, I guess it was a good brawl, so they started off with action instead of promo, thank goodness. And then, let's see here. (laughs) Okay. Retribution, Mustafa Ali, T-Bar Mason, Slapjack versus The Hurt Business. <clears throat> with uh, United States champion Bobby Lashley, MVP Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. I believe the Hurt Business won this one. Because thanks to Lashley, so... No, I'm not understanding why if you bring these guys up, you're going to just let them go on a losing streak the very first get-go. And that's not how you make a faction look strong. But, you know, I digress. Keith Lee will face Braun Strowman tonight on WWE Raw. AJ Styles makes his way to the ring with Jordan Oma Beaton. 
Styles appreciates that Raw executives have embraced a true leader in AJ Styles. Blah, 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 blah. Styles beat Jeff Hardy and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match last week to further prove that his never Monday Night Rollins, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so Matt Riddle is making his way to the ring. Referee tells him to get out of the ring, but he won't listen. The referee seriously backs up. Okay. So this dude's like seven feet, two inches tall. He's huge. AJ Styles with Jordan Amion versus Matt Riddle. I'm guessing that AJ Styles won the match. Yep. So, after interference, AJ wins 30, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Charlie Caruso is backstage with WWE champion Drew McIntyre. She mentions that Randy Orton has been in Hell in a Cell many times, but this is McIntyre's first time. Blah, blah, blah. Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Lana. Thank the Lord. You listened. Asuka applies a side headlock. Okay, Lana gets to the bottom rope. Lana quickly strikes Asuka down. Asuka kicks her back. Asuka eventually, eventually applies the Asuka lock and wins the match. Thank goodness. So Nia Jax hits Asuka from behind. It's with a Samoan drop. Baszler grabs Asuka in the ring, but Asuka slides out and kicks her down. Asuka goes up the ramp with her championship. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce answer the call. The Riot Squad also come out. So, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce versus the Riot Squad. Holy shit. So, Baszler and Nia Jax win that match. Okay, so there's got to be something that goes on. Okay, The Miz and Morrison saw that. So this is a three-hour show. Miz and Morrison, blah, 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 Sheamus interrupts, Kofi. So Kofi Kingston beat with Xavier Woods versus Sheamus. They win that versus Sheamus. Kofi does. Don't care about that. Mustafa Ali, you know, during the break, actually not during the break, said, I guess you just think I'm going to lead this group, blah, 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 blindly, yada, yada, yada. He said something, folks, that really, he said, we're good at causing chaos. Whoo, okay. Um, that sounds very familiar to the group better known as Sanity. And those people say it might be ill-advised to live in the past. Well, Sanity wasn't too far long ago, man. That was probably what... Two, three years ago with Sanity Because I remember going to a takeover In Brooklyn and seeing Sanity Versus No, it wasn't Undisputed Era, was it? No, it was uh, Akam and Razor They were getting called up to me And boy, that experiment failed Anyway, so the Miz and Morrison Make their way to the ring Hurt business uh, You know, with Titus O'Neil Who wants to join them Instead, they attack him Miz and Morrison are in the ring. Tucker says, time's up. Who owes his shoes? Morrison says, hey, 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 okay, who's the match, please? The Miz and Morrison versus Tucker and El Gran Gordo, which is Otis. Oh, my God. Tucker and El Gran Gordo. That's fucking hilarious. Okay, Firefly Funhouse. 
So there was a segment with Bray Wyatt. Thank God, Robin mentions he has a wife now. Alexa Bliss walks in. The fun is just getting started. I love how eerily, you know, disturbed, not eerily, just, but mentally disturbed this whole fucking segment is and just blatant with everything. I love the Firefly Funhouse. What can I say? Wyatt says he saved the best surprise for last. Braun Strowman makes his way to the ring. He'll face Keith Lee. So Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee. Who Braun Strowman, really? Keith Lee, Lobo, Strowman after the match says he is tangled with the wrong guy. Okay. Time to turn over a new lead for Keith, I guess. So McIntyre makes his way to the ring. McIntyre's locked out. Orton taunts him. Bloody yada. And that's that for WWE Raw. I saw tidbits of Raw. I just... I saw when Mustafa Ali came into the ring, they showed highlights of The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. It is pretty cool how they're working Bliss and Wyatt together. And I like how she's working, you know, like the Firefly Funhouse segments because maybe you know how creatives go, right? We don't, but it's missing a little something. I wonder if sometimes they give Bray free range because, to me, whether you love him or hate him, folks, Bray Wyatt, in my observations, that he's been on Raw or SmackDown Live, that's why I tune in. And it's, you know, not to say that the other talent's not doing a good job, it's just business. I don't know whose decision or executive decision it was to make like a watered-down PG nation of domination. Also, you got the New Day on Raw. They're still getting pops. They're still getting a lot of merchandise sold. Do you know why? Because they haven't quite come up with something new just for Kofi and Xavier, right? And I don't mind the New Day. I really honestly don't. It just kind of grates on my nerves that other talent can't come in and give them a run for their money. It just has to constantly either be Sheamus, AJ Styles, or somebody that is, like, holding them down. And they're really fighting, you know, for something. Give me a fucking break. I don't mind Kofi Kingston. I don't mind Xavier Woods. But let's face it. The New Day, when they arrive on Raw, they're already, you know, your tag team champions, right? Well, fucking figure. They won it how many times? Because there's no other teams that will help elevate them? I mean, come on. Let's make this an open challenge between NXT and the main roster. (laughs) It happened once, folks. I mean, Bailey and Sasha did it. They went to uh, NXT's roster. They defended their tag team championships against Shotzi Blackheart and Keegan Knox, who barely fuck shows up. One, because I don't know if she's injured. And two, I honestly am not talking about NXT. Three, in theme and bliss, we trust, meaning I think that's relying on someone heavily for someone's merch sales being up so as high as they are. And I'm not saying that in sarcasm, man. I'm saying this in real speak. If you have any 
questions, comments, concerns, rants, you want to get off your chest, that's Russell underscore radio for Instagram. Score Brian Rails on Twitter. I finally got the handle correct. And third, if you want to message more on Facebook, you can do so by going to Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. And message me what's the question? Oh yeah, I'm glad that Oscar retained her Raw Women's Championship because if not, I'm not one of those that I'm not going to watch you and then tune in just to see the bullshit. I was one of those things in the back of my mind, okay, it's a good thing they did not let Lana win the championship for certain reasons. One, the poor thing really can't fucking work her way out of a fucking paper bag. And two, she's a nice person and all, but fucking Christ. If that thing won the championship, it would have to be against someone as ditzy and as annoying as her. And by as ditzy and as annoying, I'm trying to think, oh, if Tynora Conchi was still in WWE, then I would say her. But if we're really going to pick pick at something on WWE Raw, why are we stealing concepts from NXT's group Sanity? I mean, did you really think that Someone wouldn't catch on or notice what that was all about. When Mustafa Ali uttered the phrase, we're not you know, so good at maintaining order and structure, we're better at causing chaos. Do any of you fucking read or watch NXT? I know you guys are aware of what's going on in NXT. And I know that WWE is going to be like, God damn, what do we got to do to please this fucker? And it's not about pleasing, man. It's about... Coming up with something original, and I know it's easier said than done because I'm not in your position. I don't have any say, blah, blah, blah. Look, a lot of the fans, including myself, would appreciate it if you guys quit copying and pasting shit. That was three, four years ago. Not just Zane Roster, from NXT. When Sanity used to walk around and use the common catchphrase of, In chaos, we trust. Chaos is what we live for. What we will die behind causing. I think, yes, Eric Young said that. At an NXT live show, when it was back at full sale. So, again, when Mustafa Ali, like I said, I've stated this before. I really don't buy into the bullshit of him being the reveal as the leader of Retribution T-Bar, uh, you know, face mark or whatever the fuck. There comes a point when you hit a frustration with a faction that you know as a fan Eventually, they're going to pull the fucking cords, you guys. So, doesn't mean necessarily they won't give an opportunity solo-wise, solo career-wise for Donovan Dijakovic, Mia Yim, Dan Odin, whatever. I mean, he tried announcing, but boy, he sucked. He's trying this, and he's not a bad worker, but when the scene also, you know, folks, it's sloppy copy and paste. Uh, as far as story credibility goes, man, Sting took out the NWO, remember? Remember. 
And I know for a fact that that was very Sting-esque of the Fiend to do. He's going to beat your asses. You're going to take it. I don't know how the conversation went, man. I'm just guessing. Because there's no way in fucking hell the Fiend could beat up that many people. Bray Wyatt's got to be running off pure adrenaline just to beat the holy fuck out of, you know, five, six guys and fending them off, you know, like he's some kind of machine. It was crazy. I mean, Raw wasn't bad tonight, and there wasn't as many promos, right? Elias had a reveal on, yeah. Raw, right? So Jeff Hardy wants to face Elias in Hell in a Cell. I think I'm pretty much caught up on WWE Raw, and it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great either. There's some tidbits that could be worked upon, but anyways. It's that portion, folks, in the show, or that section that I love to inform you upon. If you have small children under the age of 18, I suggest you turn your volume all the way down because I got a lot of F-bombs to drop. Oh, and I also, not only F-bombs, but I've got a lot of questions. Just saying. All right, folks, Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast. It was coined the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored in March of 2016. Should there be any reproduction or likeness thereof of the title, Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast. Further use of said podcast will result in a $45 fine. So, with that dramatic pause, I got 41 minutes left, time to unleash and unhinge. It's Off the Rails Uncensored Tuesday edition. It's not like we haven't done this before. Now, fuckers, hit my music. Dig it. Oh, that was weak. That was weak. Dig it. <laughs>
him the mic. It's not a bad promo. Just, again, we appreciate something. Most I'm entertained by some of the shit. I'm not totally nitpicking just the I Another thing, I've been reading shit from The Undertaker preparing to come back for TV. Holy fuck. Goldberg is even in talks about coming back. And I'm thinking as a fan, what kind of shit show are you trying to give us now? We haven't even exchanged for giving us Mania's 35 and 36. What the fans actually wanted to see. But I'll tell you, let's dive into what fans would like to see. Give Mustafa Ali, you could have given us a bigger name. Well, he's preoccupied. We don't want to bother him. Get it. Harley, man. I'm going to make some points. Whole. Time I'm looking at Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Inside Hell in a Cell, Orton did get the house in the Maybe three. But again, it's great the WWE's found it. glad to see that something is going positive in the positive direction. Just a little bit. Maybe not so much Alexa, but Bray does. See, they could get away with putting people in the main. You're like, okay, I'll be the go. Fucking great. Incident, man, really? You know what's funny is a lot of people get who are workers. Some did just get a rise out of you. Got I get that. I get it 100%. There's only one problem a match that has no disqualifications and DQ. See the conundrum? Buddy. Do a disqualification match. And get up after time she this guy to The bell rings and it's kind of the Montreal Scrooge feel to it, but not quite.
Type matches, and it just bugs the ever living crap out of me that that's one, you know, and then the Fiend wins the Universal Championship and hangs on to it for a little hiccup. I think the most that Bray Wyatt's ever held that championship is three months. That's more than anybody could ever ask for, right? Sometimes. Just needs a break, like most wrestlers. Oh, and if you ask my opinion on AJ Styles coming to Raw, it's definitely funny. How, like I said, if you never watched uh, SummerSlam 1994, when yeah, when Razor Ramon and Diesel were once upon a time a team, and then It's a small world after all. Oh, no, no, no. But see, the funny part is, to answer your question, Jenny from Omaha. Wow, that's cool. To answer your question, one of the main reasons why I do not go for my former hometown's teams is because every fan in Kansas City, some are very friendly. Others are just like, okay, well... And some are going to defend their fan base and say, well, that's every fan base. So that's my elaboration on that. Anyways, let's get back to wrestling, shall we? There's going to be times when a company struggles to find not just a power couple to make go, but, I mean, Bliss is pretty popular. So is The Fiend. Combine The Fiend and Bliss, that's genius. Now she's on. Yeah. She's on a whole different wavelength, man. It's just you can't really put into words how Bliss can you know, elevate as a heel. She's good as a baby. It felt weird when she was a baby, but as a baby face, I should say. But even better now that she said, she even said, I wouldn't want to, I've always wanted to work with Wyatt. Although I think there's other candidates that are better suited for Sister Abigail. Again, that's just my observation. Don't come at me with pitchforks and, you know, torches. There's just so much wiggle room that the creative can do with Wyatt and Bliss. The only thing that bugs me is there's two things on Raw that need to be fixed. Bronto, ASAP, Rapido. That means do not give the audience the the bullshit of, oh, they won't notice. It's like that Jedi mind trick. You will forget what you have already seen. You will unlearn which you have already learned and learned new things to possibly give you knowledge. I'm sorry I'm quoting Star Wars here, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on what Yoda just said. 
In other words, it's like <laughs> Men in Black with the Neuralizer. Hey, you, you dumb bitches forgot. And this is going to be the story from here on out, you hear? Mustafa Ali as a leader. No, that just doesn't, it doesn't resonate merch sales at all. And the fact that you have one guy looking like Blaine, I think that, yeah, Donovan Dijakovic. Why would you allow Retribution to not even get a victory on their very first time against the Hurt Business? I mean, what, what was the sole purpose of that? Also, McIntyre Orton teasing, you know, the hell in a cell. I we all get it. There's just a lot of people missing, and maybe that's the reason why stories are so condensed and people can't go full on full speed when it comes to you know run-ins or interference and all this shit because they're keeping cautious and all that. What I'm getting at is. I wonder why two people are allowing WWEs just to, or fans that is, or lack thereof, or I don't know if some other people pay attention to their TV sets, you know, when Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss come on, it's just like magnet. It, it draws us in. The rest of Raw is kind of like a hit and miss type thing, you know, the dart hits the outside of the target, metaphorical target, and then there are times when it's like spot on with intrigue, with interest and all that. <clears throat> you know that thing we call a show. Please tell me you guys still have the creative flow left in you because we know it's the build towards Hell in a Cell. We also know, like I said, one of the worst things you could ever do and professional wrestling for fans who notice shit. Recycle something from NXT, right? They won't notice. Nobody watches NXT. Let me chew on that for a moment. There's got to be a sense of urgency when you write. What will the audience want to see this week? What do they want to see next week? We've got a story going on with this group of people. We've got a story going on with this group of people. It's not that things are not getting evenly distributed in WWE. That ain't never been the fucking issue at all. The issue is we're running out of shit. You can copy and paste since uh, Eric Rowan's not here anymore. Oh, and you can also give them some shit they're not aware of. I mean, they won't notice that it's from NXT's Sanity. And yeah, I'm repeating myself in circles, but I mean, it's true. Also, giving us a leader that's not a bad worker is just, really? He was the reveal? It could have been anybody. Well, we're not just a group that goes around and doing what you told, and they fill these these backstabbing superstars. 
That's funny that they're letting Mustafa Ali lose. And I'm like, this guy, instead of CM Punk, this guy, instead of what could have been Roman Reigns, or it could have been, you know, one of the draftees that came in. Because no one's going to remember five years down the road. Do you remember Mustafa Ali when he's in that group Retribution? Cross of the Dark Order. It's definitely not NWO because there's not enough personality in that group. I mean, except for with the exception of Dijakovic and Mia Yim, who's just, I mean, this is a sad attempt at giving us a watered down version of sanity. That's literally what this group, Retribution, is reminding me of. There is no originality to this group whatsoever, other than the fact that they do what they want, when they want, how they want, yet they got a match. I mean, I'm not, I'm failing to understand this logic. If there is any at this point. Like I said, I'm not all negative, but there comes a limit, there comes a point in a fan's life where it's like, thank God they did something correct. And also, nail them for the times they do something incorrect. Not in a mean, derogatory way, but it's like, look, you guys already did this, so I'm going to get my two cents about how I fucking feel about this shit. You really think that people are going to start talking about Mustafa Ali and his merchandise, or uh, what should I say, uh <clears throat> Retribution's merchandise is going to sell anything. It may sell a few million units. I'm not sure. This thing is how shipping's a bitch now with WWE. It just, it wouldn't be worth the buy. I'm just telling you. No, dude. I mean, I'm being serious. If I was to go into a creative job, I make sure whoever had experience in a faction would actually get up there. And, you know, I think it's the only thing that's slowing the show down just a little bit on Raw. It's nothing to do with Rollins. It's nothing to do with Fowler and. Oh, how do I put this? Majority of the roster that was there beforehand, so they just kind of flip-flopped with each other with, you know, SmackDown Live. And I get, oh, well, your team didn't make it. That's cute. Because, no, I'm just reading the comments. Actually, the inboxes, I should say. You can DM me at WrestleScore. WrestleScore. Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram at Brian Rails on Twitter and on Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. It doesn't cease to amaze me that the WWE ran into another brick wall in one area and then they plowed through it with other areas in their arsenal because, you know, it's going to be free. Yeah. It's going to be free range, man free range to 
suggest things like maybe you should have put a big name into the hat and made sure that everyone went out and picked the big name because only certain folk will appreciate the fact that Mustafa Ali's finally getting opportunity to be healed. It's like, okay, we complained about Cedric Alexander and we complained about this, that, the other. I'll tell you right now what you're saying to me. We can we can sit there we I can sit here and commiserate about how they need to fix this, they need to fix that, but what good would it do me if I didn't be if I wasn't true to myself, right? About this whole Mustafa Ali, Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt. It's insane. To go from, you know, without an audience to without, you know, to have a certain amount of audience seeing this shit unfold. And we as fans are sitting there going, you know, you gave us something to talk about. We haven't shut up about it just yet. But could it be possible that, you know, you actually give us a lasting memory like on a Firefly Funhouse, which is an amazing fucking segment that WWE does. Or better yet, why not in the near future just bring Sanity all the way back? Have them go toe-to-toe with Retribution. I really should uh, stop suggesting shit because, you know, sometimes on NXT, some of the shit that I would say to Lady Lynn when she was on air, well... (laughs) You get put on TV, but that's not my decision. That's basically Hunter and the rest of the creative stuff underneath are actually working with Hunter. So anyways, moving forward, I believe that when you see tonight's show or last night's show and then you rewatch it, oh, man. I'm glad I have fast-forwarding capabilities because some of Raw, even though despite it was heavy action, kind of a drag. I mean, Jeff Hardy versus Elias at Hell in a Cell. Who knows, maybe it have, might have the same excitement as uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Macho Man. Maybe not quite in WrestleMania 3, but... Here's to hoping Hell in a Cell will not be a fucking dud. I had a champagne glass. You hear a bunch of clinking right now. But facts still remain, folks. I mean, viewership's lessened. The ratings are low. There's sales every day on the website just to keep afloat. It's not all bad. Like I said, WWE Raw wasn't all that bad, and I'm thanking our lucky stars that Oscar retained the championship. Yee! All those street problems need to lose them tag team championships. Just saying. I don't know to who. Oh, Miz and Morrison maybe to make it more legitimized, because I'm sure people know who The Miz is. And if you don't, well, then you can look him up on Wikipedia or other places. I mean, I'm not sure. And I'm answering that question, not not what I just said, but I'm not sure, dude, if that'd be such a great idea. I like the concept of women's matches and Interested to know where the story arcs go, but Ramon does have a tag team partner. 
It's very difficult to get through the show. Who are you going to call? Podcast Busters. Anyways, we're going to wrap this up a little shy of 17 minutes, but let me just state the following. If you want to keep us, keep on keeping on. I'm just reading random messages. Oh, yeah. If you want to keep us as fans, don't stop, just copy and paste certain shit. Just tend to write it make it sweet. All right? Because we need sweet. No, no, no. Anyways, folks, also before I end the show, if you would like to invest in yourself in becoming a professional wrestler, referee, ring bell announcer, timekeeper, you can do so by visiting www.monsterfactory.org. www.monsterfactory.org is located in Paulsboro, New Jersey, the world famous Monster Factory. For further information and further details about joining the school, there are payment plans available. Anyways, that'll do for tonight, folks, before I pass out. So. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, and I got three choice words for you, forget about it.